My name is Jim, and my subject's uh, compulsive behavior. Most people uh, uh, think when they get here, their their main their problem is alcoholism and perhaps drug addiction. You know, because that was the one that was staring them in the face, and that was the one that was killing them. And the feeling is that, that if we could just get over that, we would be okay. You know, and usually when we get over that, or we at least we stop drinking and using, our addiction switches to a, uh, a different area. You know, and I've been guilty of most of what I'm going to talk about. Uh, working, overworking, you know, where when you're at work, you know, all you have to deal with is right in front of you. You don't have to deal with life's problems. You don't have to deal with the wife. You don't have to deal with nothing else. Just work, you know, and do that compulsively as you can. Uh, one of the things I've helped to, to, to become humble and better my program is if I go to work, I leave my ego at home. And I go to work, my job is to make my foreman's job just as easy as I possibly can. You know, that's it. He's doing his job, I'm doing mine. And I'm not kissing his butt. I'm just making his job easy. And guess what? Makes my job easy. I don't get resentments. I don't get angry. I don't get pissed off. You know, I, I, I work a lot of overtime. But still, again, I don't, I don't neglect the wife. I don't neglect the home front. I don't neglect my 12-step programs on account of working. Another thing, uh, way people get compulsive is, you know, we get into this program of Alcoholics Anonymous, and all of a sudden uh, we are told we never say no to a 12-step request. Well, that's not true. You know, when it starts to interfere with our family life too much, you know, a lot of, when we first get here, it's going to interfere with our family life because we just have to immerse ourselves in this program. That was my experience. And, and then uh, after we get on a more even keel, get a little balance in our life, and that's been covered, you know, then, then we have to make a decision to back off a little bit you know, make room for in our lives for our kids, make room in our life for our family, make room in life for our job, make room in life for God, you know, make room in life for uh, whatever spiritual program you're working, whether it's church or whatever. You know, there, there has to be room there for everything. You know, part of our, our, our problem is we want to get well all at once. You know, and we start going off to three or four or five different fellowships right from the get-go, rather than, you know, find a fellowship where you feel comfortable Stay there, and then once you feel a little stable, then you might want to branch off to some of these other 12-step programs. Then you might want to look for uh, a paid sponsor or a psychologist. You know, but do this first. Another uh, compulsive behavior is, is sex. You know, uh, and, and one of the things that uh, ways that this manifests itself is, uh, is is cruising hookers or going out with hookers, uh, going to porn shops, 13-stepping. You know, and we can justify the 13 stepping by, gosh, I'm just trying to help this poor young lady. You know, and it doesn't work that way. When I first got here, I was told if you can't get laid in AA, you can't get laid. You know, and, and surprisingly with me, that's never happened. Because, and, and a lot of it's not my own doing, you know, I protect myself from me in a lot of different ways. When I, when I approach a, a newcomer young lady at a, at a meeting, I, I let her know right away I'm married. And that protects me from me, you know. And what I also try to do is introduce her to another woman in the, in the room at the time, you know. And then I leave. I get away from that, you know. And that protects me from me. You find what you're looking for. If you're looking to get late, you get late. Uh, gambling, you know. That, for me, has been an easy compulsive behavior to give up because it's too much like cocaine, you know. <laughs> you, you go into uh, these uh, Indian casinos uh, and you look at the people's faces. Faces. You don't see anybody walking around happy. It's like walking into a dope house. 
absolutely walk around as grim as all get out. It's, it's really a miserable place to be. You know, and you gamble and you get a rush and then you get to be depressed and then you get a rush and then you get to be depressed and ultimately you get to be depressed. And that's exactly what cocaine was doing. You know, and so that was, that was very easy for me to give up. Food, you know. Uh, the thing about food is, is, is when you eat, it shuts off the feelings. You're putting something in your body and it shuts off the feelings. And what it does is, is you end up overweight, heart disease, uh, all kinds of other things that go around, high cholesterol, this type of thing, you know. And, and I battle that, you know, and I, and I fight that. It talks about it in the big book, uh, his uh, gentleman named Jim, who's out in the country looking for a car to sell, looking to sell an automobile, and he goes into a diner and he, he stops and has a sandwich and milk. And then he stops and has, a, has another sandwich of milk, same diner. And, and to me, that's starting compulsive behavior. You know, he's put, eating a second sandwich and having a second glass of milk. And then he decides, well, that's not enough yet. He's going to put some whiskey in the milk. And he ends up getting drunk. You know? Physical activity. A lot of us get into uh, working out and, and, uh, and do that compulsively, where we neglect other areas of our life. You know, in particular, this 12-step program, this uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. Power and control. You know, uh, so many of us uh, gave up the running of the household to the uh, significant other who paid the bills and took care of all this other stuff while we was out there in the midst of our addiction and our uh, alcoholism. And then we get sober and all of a sudden we want to seize control again. You know, we want to be the one in charge. You know, we want to be the head of the household. You know, and, and uh, it's real hard, this transition from one to the other. Another compulsive behavior, I'm not, I, and, and I'm aware of it. I, I don't know what, what, the, what the cause of it is. It's, it's things like uh, when you leave the house, you wonder, did I turn off the stove? And you go back and check, turn off the stove. And then you go back and check it again. You know, and you might check it two or three times, you know, to make sure that you turned off the stove, even though you just already checked it once. And some of that has to do with being responsible. You know, it used to be, oh, well, if the stove's on, it'd be okay. You know, I'll come back and God will take care of the house or whatever. Uh, a lot of it has to do, I think, with preoccupation. You know, not being able to concentrate on what's going on. Uh, did I really check to see if the stove was off? Or did you just walk in and look at the stove? My sponsor's wife has a, has a real good... Uh, Real good saying about whether compulsive behavior or alcoholism or drug addiction is affecting, is uh, messing up your life. And, and that is, is it affecting, adversely affecting one or more areas of your life? And if it is, do you still continue to do it? You know, and if the answer is yes to both of these, you need to look at doing something about that, about these things. One of the things that compulsive behavior leads to is, uh, is isolation. You know, we, we go into these meetings and we hear people share their experience with strength and hope, and some of us aren't talking about these compulsive behaviors that I just mentioned, you know. And so we think, gosh, we're the only ones. You know, and when we engage in these behaviors, we don't want to be seen. We don't want to be uh, discovered. We don't want to be found out. You know, and so we go off by ourselves and do these, this, this gambling and this overeating and this sexual stuff. Uh, one thing I, I forgot to mention was uh, retail sobriety. A lot of us get sober, and all of a sudden we got some little extra money, and we want to start buying all kinds of stuff, all kinds of toys that make us feel good, you know. And what this does, is it does make us feel good, just for a little while, just for a short period of time. 
and then that goes away, and then we have to buy something else, you know, and it's, it's just like doing drugs or, or, or drinking, you know, we have to do it over and over and over again to experience that same rush. About three years ago, I bought a pair of uh, leather sandals, and it was a real good buy, and I liked the way the sandals looked, and, and uh, before I'd had those sandals on my feet for about three hours, I wondered, I need to go back and buy another pair of sandals for when these ones wear out. You know, they probably won't ever sell sandals like this again at this price, so I need to go back, you know, and I, I just chuckled about that. You know, I was just aware of that, and I laughed about that. Uh, one of the things that a sponsor's job is to, if your sponsee is engaging in any of these behaviors, to point it out to them. You know, if they're not hitting enough meetings, if they're working too much, you know, if they're, if they're engaging in some behavior that, that is uh, contrary to the teachings of this program, to uh, their welfare, to uh, their family's welfare. And that's just about all I got. Thanks. Mm -hmm.